Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 91090 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show, 36 different platforms. You can't miss it. Download it, get it right to your inbox. You'll be good to go. We're live at CPAC National Harbor, Maryland, CPAC 2024. And uh, we have someone I've met a, a couple of many years ago, um, Mike Flynn Jr. He's General Flynn's son. And uh, Mike, thanks for joining the show, first first and foremost. Uh, hang on, let me get your mic up. It's my fault. That's you, you were close enough. Yeah, you're good. Um, first of all, give us a synopsis. If, if the listeners out there don't know and how they do would not know what, what happened to your father, what they did to your father, how they used you as leverage yeah. over your father. As, with, they threatened him. It's simple as plain and simple. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the kind of long story short is, uh, you know, I started working for him in the end of 2014, and so the, uh, you know, the, the DOJ uh, and, and Mueller essentially came to, to understand that I had a working relationship with him, and so they, they essentially leveraged that to... Uh, you know, to, to go after him through me, and, and, and in 2017, uh, really when you know when that uh, when the Mueller team kind of came to you know fruition, so to speak. Um, I mean, it was it was uh, nonstop, uh, you know, subpoenas, letters from you know from from uh, the, the House Select Intel committees, and, and everything they could do to every, bankrupt every, him. Yeah, pretty 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 much everything that they could do to come after me. I mean, I had you know my son was born April 2017, so they used like you know the kind of the emotional component to. Uh, you know, to kind of drag us down, and so ultimately, uh, in December of 2017, when he you know, when he pled guilty to a you know a crime that that he didn't commit, um, he did it to, to to essentially keep me out of prison. So, I mean, any father that uh, that has a you know that has a child would do the same thing, and and I uh, obviously can't thank him enough for for what he did. Yeah, and it's gr- it's great to see you out there. I, I met you during his trial when that whole thing first yeah, started. It was, it was going on. Uh, I ended up giving you uh, one of my NYPD patches. That says, "Hey, law enforcement around the nation has got it. your dad's yeah. back," uh, and we did. And and uh, Rear Admiral Paul Becker is a regular on the Rob O'Donnell Show, and he was on the show just yesterday. When I told him you were going to be on today, he sent me a quote, and he, he wanted me to quote it. He spoke about, of your dad, yeah. the finest senior intelligence officer I ever worked with, and worked with hundreds around the world in peace, crisis, and combat. Yeah. So that that's the respect that that there is for your dad. Yeah, Paul, Paul Becker has been, uh, you know, was was a was a loyal friend uh, to my family throughout, you know, between the 2017 and 2020 uh, ordeal, and and we certainly got a, a chance to to understand who our true friends were uh, throughout that, and uh, and and his he and his family were certainly that. When they come after you like that, when they try to bankrupt you, when they threaten your children, when they yeah. threaten his grandchild, yeah. child. Yeah. Um, the gloves need to come off and and now on your end the gloves are coming off yeah because you have flynn deliver the truth whatever it costs coming out tell us a little about about this project yeah so it's it's you know it's really been uh last probably eight to ten months i mean we had this incredible team come out from from los angeles california believe it or not there's actually conservatives that that still live out there but uh you know we, we just we had an incredible team that helped us you know kind of piece together a story that is just it has so much complexity with it, and um, I tell you, it's it, it was something that you know I've I've seen so many different versions of this uh, this movie now, and it's it's very emotional. I mean, there's you know I, I I've been telling well, other it's personal for very you very personal, so. but but the, the most uh, the, the most compelling part about it is uh, is my mom's presence in it, and she, because because nobody really you know heard from her or saw her throughout this whole ordeal, and she was the one that was closest to my father the whole time, and so to see her like. Like you know, in a in a uh, in a Hollywood esque kind of 
um, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of picture on screen was very, very powerful. And so, that that's one of the reasons why I would encourage people to to really watch this movie, which actually comes out uh, April fifth. We're doing a thirty-five city tour, starting in uh, in Venice, Florida, and uh, I mean we're going to go as far northwest as you know, Bow, Washington. I think we're going to hit even Fargo, uh, you know, North Dakota, and so um, yeah, we're going to just kind of maintain some sense of uh, visibility uh, as we go into the summer and certainly the convention so yeah and what kind of tour is going on with this with this movie how's how can people find out about yeah. it how can they yeah. see it yeah so just go to yeah so just go to flynnmovie.com uh and we just we just actually posted the uh the, the tour dates uh, on that website uh maybe a few days ago ticket sales are actually uh you know very successful so far uh like i said the, the premiere is uh is april 5th uh, down in Venice, Florida, and we're, we're expecting to have about a thousand people at that event, and uh, you know have people flying in from all around the country to, to come uh, to come to that specific event. So we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great movie, and we put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, well, with Northeast Pennsylvania and the military presence there, uh, you know, Toby Hunter Army Depot is one of the largest employers in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a pl- it's a great place for you to, to get up there and, and on that tour. So hopefully, yeah. it's on one of your lists to go. I love Wilkes Bar, and I know my cousin Alicia Cutzer is listening right now. I want to <laughs> I want to give her a shout out. Her and her, her husband Mark. Uh, hey guys, how you doing? I love Wilkes Bar. I need to get back up there and see you. Yeah, hopefully that's that's Trump's go-to when he has a when he yeah. has a rally up there. Yeah. So hopefully he's up there then. Um, the, the the personal toll this had to take on your dad. His, yeah. I mean, how many decades of service did he have? Well, so he, yeah, so he retired at you know at 33 years in the service, and you know I, I've never met somebody that has been able to compartmentalize, uh, you know, just just things in general like 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 he like he's been able to, and and I, I think that's really just kind of the military, uh, you know, training that he's had because you know had it been anybody else, I don't know. I don't know if uh, there's not many people that have the uh, kind of the the, the, the fortitude to, to really survive something like that. You know, I mean, he look he after he was uh, you know essentially received his pardon from from President Trump. I mean, he could have kind of gone away and and you know and, and been like a woe was me you know kind of character, but he he did the exact opposite. I mean, we've we've been doing this reawaken America tour with uh, this this fantastic uh, entrepreneur, this businessman named Clay Clark out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we've been doing this. Since uh, really 2021, we have actually our last reawaken uh, event. It's, it's going to be, uh, I think it's I think it's called I think it's Sterling Heights, Michigan. It's going to be in June of this year, and uh, we always have anywhere from 30,000 to 6,000 people that uh, that show up, and it's it kind of has a similar feel to uh, the, the CPAC, maybe a little bit more uh, concentrated on on, on grassroots um, uh, organization. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that uh, you know. I mean, at the, I mean at, at the end of the day we're just we're just trying to keep people inspired and we're trying to keep people motivated to um, you know to, 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 to not feel alone and isolated it's amazing that after the the first push with this and it started coming out how he was attacked how yeah. he was wrongfully accused how much of it was nonsense yeah. utter nonsense proven oh, yeah. nonsense oh yeah um, but all that went away there was yeah. no more woke media then. There was no more. Oh, look what look what General Flynn did. Oh my God, look look at the collusion yeah. that was going on. Yeah. After it was proven that it never happened. Yeah. But life's still destroyed. Yeah. You guys are still fighting. Yeah. You'll never get back that time. Well, I, I will tell you, you know, the, the 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 legal bills, you know, certainly, you know, certainly never go away because as somebody in his position, you know, who who is constantly fighting the, you know, the the, the battles that. Uh, that you know that he is. I mean, you know, you, you you have to have a good legal team in place to be able to be able to fight some of these uh, 
you know, some of these, you know, character attacks out there. Um, but at the end of the day, again, you know, we are very, um, my family is very reliant on our faith, and that is ultimately what has gotten us through uh, some of the darkest times. Um, and I really, you know, it's really as simple as that. And again, we're speaking to Mike Flynn Jr., General Michael Flynn's son. Uh, what re your, your dad retired a three-star? Yep, three-star three -star yep, general. Yep, and uh, thirty-three I, years of service. Thirty-three years in uh, October of 2014, he retired. Well, I mean, people say he retired. Other people say he was forced out. Well, you know, there's 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 a lot of narratives kind of surrounding that. But um, yeah, I, I you know he was forced out because he he didn't toe the line with guys like you know uh, James Comey and and Brent. There's actually a, a infamous congressional hearing. I believe it actually was earlier that year in 2014 when there's a famous picture of. Of him sitting at the, you know, at this at this table with, uh, with you know, Cap Clapper, Comey, Brennan, uh, maybe one other figure I, I can't uh, remember, but um, they all had their, you know, their talking points given to them about, you know, when they were, they were essentially talking about, uh, you know, ISIS being the JV team because Obama was out there, you know, saying, oh, we have ISIS on the run, and that was like, like so far from the truth. And my father was like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about that. I mean, that, that's not what's happening. I mean, yeah. he had the intelligence. That was gathered and put in front of them, and so and during that hearing, he essentially went against the grain, said the opposite of what these other, uh, you know, political hacks, you know, were were, were given to talk about. And uh, a couple of days later, he was, you know, kind of the rest we're, of history. We're seeing it more and more. That that was the start of it. Yeah, we're seeing it more and more where all this intelligence is still getting gathered. It's I still know, getting yeah. filtered up. But there's that political regime now that surrounds administrations, the Obama yeah. administration, the Biden administration, sure. that's not letting it get to where it needs to get. Yeah. And that's why you have uh, uh, President Biden saying the border's secure. The border's fine. You have no. his press secretary. The, there's nothing wrong with the border because yeah. it's just not getting up there. But I mean, all you have to do is turn on TV. I know. So, you know, the, the, the plausible deniability is, is, is off the chart. But that yeah. was the start of it. That was someone who says, no, this is not the threats that yeah. we're facing. You know, I've served my nation 33 years. I'm yeah. a three-star general. I've held the highest positions in our military. Open your eyes. Yeah. And, and was, instead and, of yeah. instead of listening to their most smartest in the room, yeah. they and, attack him. Well, and he was, you know, what people forget is he was a he was appointed by President Obama twice, and, and it, interestingly enough, he never met the guy. And when I, like when I tell people that, or when he tells people that, people like are just blown away, you know, by that fact because you know, he was appointed to positions that. Are, are very very you know powerful in uh, you know in our government so um, yeah I mean we could we could talk all day about you know about the corruption of, of Obama and, and, and Biden and and uh, you know kind of the deep state cabal but uh, maybe we don't have enough time to do that <laughs> no we're up against it now okay. uh, Michael Flynn jr. thanks for joining yeah, the Rob O'Donnell show and again the movie is Flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost you can check it out at www flynnmovie.com. Michael, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks a lot, Rob. Appreciate it. The Rob O'Donnell Show here live at CPAC. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show live at CPAC, National Harbor, Maryland. WILK News Radio. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. I'm in the queue to, to interview Representative Elise Stefanik from New York. She is the fourth highest ranking Demo uh, Republican, sorry about that, Republican in the House of Representatives. She's in leadership. Um, Currently, now she is the uh, House Republican Conference Chairwoman. So uh, we're in the queue to get her, but as things fluctuate, it gets very crowded. It's hard to get around Media Row, so we're waiting on her. While that, I, I recorded some uh, some audio from earlier today, and I got a text message on this where it said, uh, you know, the text message says, I heard a speaker at CPAC today who said, um, 
something about the ending of democracy. That was Tulsi Gabbard, former representative and uh, current you know, military uh, officer. But she was speaking on the main stage here at CPAC, and, and she had some comments to say. Jay, can we play that clip of Tulsi Gabbard earlier? Our democracy is under attack. The perpetrators of this attack are those who, in the name of saving our democracy, are destroying it. I don't use these words lightly. Every one of us who loves this country and who cherishes peace and freedom should be very alarmed by those who, driven by their insatiable hunger for power, are actively undermining all that we stand for. And almost every single day, if you're paying attention to the news and the headlines, there is some new assault and some new attack. Now, it's the Democrat elite and the swamp creatures in Washington who are doing all that they possibly can to keep us, the American people, from a very simple thing, having the freedom to choose who we want to be our next president. And it is clear through their actions they have no respect for us and they have no respect for our fundamental rights as citizens of this democratic republic. They are so terrified that we the people may make what they think is the wrong choice. That in the name of protecting democracy and saving us from ourselves, they're actually destroying our democracy and taking away our freedom. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show, live at CPAC. I'm here with Representative Elise Stefanik of New York, proud representative of New York's 21st Congressional District House Republican Conference Chair, the fourth highest-ranking Republican in the House. Thanks for joining us, Representative. Excited to be here today. There's a lot of energy and enthusiasm at CPAC. There is. You brought some crowd with you. It's one of the biggest crowds I've seen here today. So uh, how's it feel to be the right-hand woman of the Speaker of the House? Well, we are working so hard with our House majority, and House Republicans were the last line of defense from stopping single-party Democrat rule, and we have delivered results after result, whether it's passing the Secure the Border Act, which Joe Biden does not support because he wants his wide-open border, or whether it's passing the Parents' Bill of Rights, standing up for parents' role in their kids' education, or our ener energy independence bill. And then importantly, the oversight we're doing, oversight work we're doing, holding the left in this administration accountable. Absolutely. I, I had a direct, former Director of ICE, Tom Holman, on yesterday. I'm good friends with Tom. We go back many years. Uh, and we talked about House Bill 2 that you guys passed almost a year ago. And it's interesting how that you guys pass that bill. It goes over to the Senate, and Chuck Schumer hides it in a drawer. But when they pass a bill that doesn't address the border, it addresses other countries' borders and sends it back, you guys are demonized by the mainstream media, by this administration, for not taking it up. What the double standard there is just the American people are seeing through it and they're tired of it. Yeah, the American people are smart. And before I answer the question, I want to give a shout out to Tom Holm, who's actually my constituent. He lives in my district and is a good friend of mine. And we are very proud of the job that he has done on border security issues and serving in the Trump administration. Now, look, the American people know that the border crisis is because of Joe Biden's executive actions that he took in his first days when he was sworn into office. He ended or he uh, ended remain in Mexico policy. He is tearing down the border wall. 
protocol and he implemented catch and release. What our bill does, and we passed it last year, is it returns to President Trump's effective border policies, which is securing the border, building the wall, providing support for Border Patrol officers, ending catch and release, restoring remain in Mexico. Uh, and, and we are seeing, yes, it dies with Chuck Schumer and the media is not holding them accountable. But I think it's offensive that Joe Biden, the Biden campaign and the White House are trying to convince the American people that this border crisis is not his fault. People are smart. They see through it. And that's why if you look in the state of New York, which is traditionally a blue state, Joe Biden's approval numbers are plummeting big time because the border crisis is not just on our southern states. It is every state is a border state and they know it's because of Joe Biden. Yeah, in New York, I know well. I was born and raised in New York City, lived there 27 years, moved out to eastern Long Island. Uh, friends of mine just recently moved from San Diego to Saratoga Springs. So moving from California to upstate New York, there's still hope for an upstate New York to change that the red going over and over more. Yes, what's interesting about my district, and I have parts of Saratoga County, so they'll be in a county that I've represented before, is my district voted for Barack Obama twice, but then it voted overwhelmingly for Trump. And I flipped a district when I ran in 2014. So it really tells the story of today's growing Republican Party. We're the party of workers. We're the party of hardworking families. And we are the party of seniors who are very focused on economic issues, who are focused on quality of life issues, who are struggling in Joe Biden's economy, whether it's the home heating bills or whether it's the high taxes that we from Democrats that we see as a double whammy in New York. We're a high tax state plus what Democrats are doing at the federal level level. Well, the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas is obviously a great step forward. Obviously, the Senate is really not going to do much with it because you have a leader, lack of leadership like Chuck Schumer there, who's who's been way past his time. What's on the agenda for House Republicans as we move forward? Well, I want to talk about on my agenda. I'm on the Education and Workforce Committee, and there was a very historic hearing with those university presidents, and two of them were forced, forcibly removed, fired as a result of that hearing. That was Penn and actually my alma mater, Harvard. And that was a result of their morally bankrupt testimony. So I'm very focused on the investigation that has started as a result of that hearing. We're seeing a skyrocketing of anti-Semitism on these college campuses. We've issued the first ever subpoena of a college, and that was of Harvard, who has refused to turn over documents to Congress. So that's one focus. Another focus is really fighting and standing up for border security and holding Joe Biden accountable. We're going to return and continue to try to force HR2 for Chuck Schumer to take that, that up for Joe Biden to sign it into law. And look, Joe Biden does not support that and has threatened to veto that bill. The other top priority is aid to Israel, our most precious ally. And Joe Biden issued a veto threat for our bipartisan Israel aid package that the House passed. This is different than the behemoth failed Senate bill. We wanted an Israel aid package because it is our most precious ally. It's such a time of need. Absolutely. Representative Stefanik, thanks for joining us on the Rob O'Donnell Show. You're always welcome to have a platform. Thank you. Thank you. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back. I hear the morning yell, see the morning fight. On whether we should stand for the stars and stripes. Been around, man, I've seen it all. And when I see that flag, I stand up tall. I've seen a mom and daddy crying, cause the soldiers now coming home. And I've seen police and firefighters saving people they don't even know. Well, land of the free because of the brave and nation under God. 
watching day every day. So when I see that flag, I see a thankful man who will always be proud to stand. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show, WILK News Radio. As every day, we honor our local heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 54 law enforcement officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, three of them from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start off with Patrolman James Edward Graff, Pittsburgh Bureau of Police in 1968. Patrolman uh, Graff suffered a fatal heart attack following a foot pursuit of a suspect he observed breaking into a car at the intersection of 4th Avenue and Wood Street. We'll follow that up by Police Officer August F. Brussis. Philadelphia Police Department. In 1907, police officer August Brusus was shot and killed. Well, he tried to break up an argument between a man and a woman in Huntington Street. And Pennsylvania State Constable of Bucks County, Pennsylvania, Deputy Constable Edwin Mondo. He was shot and killed as he and another constable attempted to arrest a man on a bench warrant from Burnsville. Those are our three from here in Northeast Pennsylvania. It's a uh, it's interesting because I get the text message. So, uh, it's interesting the cartoon characters come out. They, they don't like differing opinions. Elise Stefanik, Representative Elise Stefanik, is the fourth highest ranking member in the House of Representatives. You don't like their politics. You don't like the. the but you want to be a cartoon character. You want to text things and be angry because you think you're doing something by texting on the radio. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you listening. Thank you for everybody out there. Uh, the overwhelming text messages, calls, and messages I'm getting are, are overwhelmingly great. So I appreciate it. And it, it's, it's, it's truly been a, a diverse meeting here at CPAC. I mean, if you look at the people that had up earlier today, uh, one of the things that came to mind, let me see if I can find it here. Um, it was, there was a good discussion on energy. Scott, come on in. Yeah, yeah, come on in. Hang on. Let me change my tone here because I got my man, Scott Levado here. Sit down, my friend. Now, if you don't know Scott, and I don't know how you don't know it because I featured him on my show a couple of times, he's the famous artist from New York. Infamous. Outspoken. Infamous. Infamous. And uh, we had to talk about because he, he gets colorful when he gets, ups, uh, when he gets angry and when Very he gets colorful. emotional. So, um, Scott, thanks for joining us. You got it, man. Pleasure. Pleasure. So, what's what's going on in the world of, of art and Scott Labeda? What 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 fight are you picking now in New York? Uh, it's never ends, man. Uh, about two weeks ago, we just shut down the third uh, illegal alien shelter that was to be in Staten Island, and uh, how we did that was people. Everyone across this country is like, "How are you guys doing it?" We have the best politicians that we put pressure on, and they back us the hell up. And we got a couple of decent lawyers that sue. They do their job, but the most important job is the people, the working people. Moms, grandmothers, kids coming out and fighting and blocking that whole area loudly, not violently. I've done this for 30 years. I got hundreds of protests under my belt, dozens of arrests without using any violence. And that's how it gets done. We use Amendment 1 first. If the stuff hits the fan, then that other amendment comes into play. But we kick it off with Amendment 1 first. Because I've been exercising Amendment 1 like nobody's business for 30 years. Yes, you have. Expressing myself. Yes, you have. As you know. Yes, you have. Um, 
we were at a veterans event together where you did artwork on the stage uh, in a matter of a minute. Uh, it was just amazing to have it done. It was auctioned off for our veterans. Um, unbelievable work that you've done all Thank around. You. you know, somebody says you can't put an American flag somewhere, you're going to put it on the side of a building. Exactly. I'll be there and put, you know, you got this little old veteran from Korea and his community board says you can't hang the American flag. No. No. And if I can get there, I'll find out a building across the street and I will paint a flag on that building. You know, and that's what I've been doing for 30 years. And there was a documentary that you previewed there that's coming out. It's actually uh, coming out this summer. This and summer. It's about my 30 years of the activism, the arrests, the helping the veterans, the painting flags in every single state and driving through America and meeting Americans. It's a really vibrant, unique artist story. You know, it's nice to see now there's a lot of artists that are coming out of the closet per se because the art world was always 99% liberal. And to see these artists coming out now, I mean, part of it is that uh, it's become a trend, you know. And again, I welcome them all, but some of it, you know, sometimes I get upset because I'll see an artist that I knew 10 years ago who hated the flag. And he, but now because it became trendy because of Donald Trump and myself included because I'm the flag guy. Yeah, and, yes, you are. You know, so now it's uh, it's nice to see that. But I was there from the beginning when nobody wanted to touch me, and I made that decision. You know, I went. I was always an artist. And yeah. I went into the big city to find myself as an art. You know, where, where am I fitting in as an artist? And I saw this is back in the early '90s, and I saw the hatred from the art community towards America, our flag, and that's when I got punched in the face with my calling. And it's like this is my calling. I'm going to paint that flag. I'm going to bring it back to life. I don't care what happens to me. The art world destroyed me. Destroyed yeah. me. Because the beauty is when you're an artist, you're supposed to be different. And I was more different than any other artist, and they still threw me under the bus. And here I am. Well, I, I go <laughs> next month with Trump for the screening. Are you doing? Oh, are you going to do a painting there as There's well? No, we're just doing, just a doing the screening. Uh, yeah, private little thing, and then the movie comes out in... Uh, in uh, um, in uh, in the summer, got this really great uh, uh, Global Ascension Studios. They're, this is what I'm saying about the artists coming out of the closet. These are a bunch of creative producers and movie Hollywood people that are conservative, and they're starting this whole new movement. And they're going to open up with my film and then carry through with that. Great. I, I have one of your pieces. It's the blue line flag with the silhouette of the officer with the hat in the middle of it. You signed it many years ago. It's been there. Uh, before, actually, we became friends. Uh, you know, I saw that artwork. I wanted it. It's on my wall now. Um, where can people follow your work? Where can they see your work? How can they follow you? Because I highly recommend they follow you because the colorful <laughs> commentary will make your day. Uh, yeah, today was a funny rant. I rant every day. I call them rants, but I add a little humor and my New York accent and my Italian-Sicilian personality along with creativity and truth. Keyword is truth, and I know you know about that because that's what you speak of. Uh, so you follow me on Instagram, X, and Facebook, and you want to go to my website to see my artwork, it's scottlobato.com. The trailer for the movie is right there on the homepage. Check out the trailer. It's only a couple minutes long. Sounds great. Scott, thanks for joining. It's got always it, good to see you. I'm glad we bumped Likewise. into each other today, my friend. Um, it's the Rob O'Donnell Show, Scott Lebedo. you got to check out his work. you got to hear his rants. They're out. Unbelievable. Uh, Rob O'Donnell Show here live from CPAC. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show live at CPAC at National Harbor, Maryland, Conservative Political Action Conference, WILK News Radio. 
Uh, earlier today, uh, board member for CPAC, KT McFarlane, also senior advisor to the Trump administration on energy, spoke about energy today. And uh, you know, she specifically talked about fracking and how energy independence is a need as we move forward in America because it, it would help contain the Russia threat, the China threat, and everything else. Uh, Jake, you mind playing the KT McFarlane audio from earlier? KT, you were at the beginning of the Trump administration. Yeah. You were Deputy National Security Advisor. Energy was a critical part of what you guys were thinking about how to leverage America's oil and gas. How did you guys do it? Okay, so the genius of Donald Trump in foreign policy was two things with regard to China. Well, with regard to foreign policy writ large, it was energy. So in the last, say, at about 2012, 13, 14, the United States entrepreneurs, engineers, oil guys, they figured out how to not just drill like that, but drill horizontally like that. And they realized that we could get oil and natural gas out of rocks called fracking. And that we had the best rocks of any other country in the world. So we could go down, go that way, get oil, natural gas, and all of a sudden the United States, and we have continued to find that we have a more or less infinite supply of oil and natural gas. We can power the world 200 times over. So, so Donald Trump realized that's our strategic advantage. That changes everything because if we're self-sufficient in oil and natural gas, well, you know, we don't have to be involved in all those Middle East wars. Number two, it's terrific for our own economy. Number three, oh, by the way, we're not just energy independent, we're energy dominant. In other words, we have so much of it, we export so much of it, that we control the world price of oil and gas. So the price comes down, it was 120, I think, when Donald Trump took office. When he left office, it was $40 a barrel. And to Roger's point, what that did was that cut the income of the Soviet Union by two-thirds. They were broke. The same thing happened to the other bad guys, right? Iran. So Trump understood we become energy dominant, good for our economy, bankrupts the bad guys. But then it had another advantage is that Europe, which had become completely dependent on Russian natural gas, we could replace that, that we could have American liquefied natural gas. We could replace that cheaper, better, safer, cleaner than what the Russians were doing. So that was the plan. And by the way, it was also really good for the environment, although the environmentalists never wanted to admit it. So that was the genius of Donald Trump. He understood all of a sudden we had leverage over the economic energy aspect of life. And in addition to that, Asia, China, India, Japan were the most um, energy needy countries in the world. So then they would need our energy. So it gave us a lot of leverage that way. Energy independence is just that. It's making us independent. It's what we need here in Pennsylvania, especially. Um, We've seen that boom before. We need to harness it. We need to prepare for it. We need to build an infrastructure that could support it. Um, It's one of the things that's necessary in our area. America has the energy for this nation, like she said, 200 times for this world, 200 times over. Uh, and we need to harness that. We need to make sure that we could uh, move forward with that. And it was a great speech by Katie McFarlane. If you've ever heard her speak or mentioned her, um, it's, it's just unbelievable. Uh, move, later, a little later on today, um, we're going to have Gordon Chang, and we're also going to have a representative from South Korea to talk about the threats in North Korea, um, who runs 
Korea, South Korea CPAC. They have their own CPAC in South Korea. There's a CPAC in Hungary, CPAC in Brazil, CPAC in Argentina, CPAC Australia, and a CPAC in Europe and England. Uh, the UK Prime Minister, former Prime Minister of the UK, was here. Um, it's 4:55 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, and anywhere on the Odyssey app. Well, Representative Elise Stefanik just posted a link to my show, and uh, it seems we got a lot of traffic there for her, for her followers, constituents to listen to the interview. So that's that's always good when that happens. I uh, got a text message in uh, asking about uh, Trump's uh, appeal to stay the decision to pay that $355 million in the New York case. And uh, yes, the same judge, and it was not unexpected, the same judge uh, said no, that he's got to post bond, which is that amount of money plus 9% interest if he wishes to appeal the ruling. Now, obviously, that will be appealed to a higher court. But in the, in the near future, in the meantime, uh, they're going to have to make some moves So as, as this goes on to secure that funding. And if you remember, part of the ruling that the judge came down with was that Donald Trump and his sons were barred. Uh, I, Donald Trump, I shouldn't say his sons, but I know Donald Trump himself was barred from taking out any loans, any, any corporate loans, any business loans. Um, so Attorney General Letitia James has spoken about seizing property, has talked about selling property. Uh, but it's also been discussed by the Trump Organization to uh, pack up some of his businesses, move them out, and sell the property that's in New York uh, as a way to to post that bond. It's going to be interesting to see how how that's how that moves forward uh, as, as we as we go. But it, it, it's interesting. But it is news. Uh, it's it's wasn't unexpected. But it is what it is. Uh, we'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the top of the hour break. We're live from CPAC. 